being in that state, you don't take anything personally. Boom. That's it. And I, I think that that is so important. And I've, I'm so grateful that I have manifested so many people in my life who, who embody that because I am such a people pleaser. Mm. Um, I really am. And it's something that I'm always working on. Um, but letting people down is a huge, huge like fear of mine. And it really takes a toll. So like, for example, having friends where you're like, hey, I'm really not feeling good today. Can we reschedule or can I just not do this? And when you have people in your life who just, oh, of course you do you. Like yes. they're not taking anything personally. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob A. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes has given themselves permission to live a life authentic to them. Our guest today is from Langley, British Columbia. You may have first came across her in the Chainsmokers Closer Lyric music video, which is now sitting at 2.7 billion views on YouTube. Since then, she's gone on to build out her personal brand where she shares tips on wellness, beauty, travel, clothes, and more. She's worked with brands such as Fabletics, Erwan, Gooseberry, Mush, Nautica, and many more. Today on the podcast, Alyssa Lynch. Hello. Wow. How are we what doing, Sunshine? Introduction. I love that. I mean, you're the real deal. You've been doing quite a bit of things these last couple of years. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's been I believe a whirlwind. it. I believe it. The one thing that I is so clear to me about you, Alyssa, is you've done a really great job of building out the Alyssa Lynch brand over the years. And that takes so much confidence and consistency, especially when you're first getting started, because you're trying to like navigate, like, what do I want to represent to the world? How do I want to like, you know, ex kind of share my message and what, you know, my mindset and, and what, how do I want to be portrayed in the world? And it takes a lot I'm curious, how important do you think building confidence in yourself is in order for us to reach our inner potential? This podcast is all about reaching our potential. And I think building confidence in yourself is one of the most important things that you can do to get started on that path. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree. I think it is so important. I think that, um, you know, if you work on your self-confidence, you're also working on like the self-love you have. And, um, and I think that's where kind of everything beautiful starts. Um, I, you know, I, I grew up acting and I came out to LA to be an actor and throughout that time, you know, you got to build a lot of confidence as a, as an actor because you get told no a lot, you get, you know, there's, there's never a level of perfection and you, mm. you really realize that. And it's actually I feel like it actually did quite good for me because there was no beautiful, not beautiful, good, not good. There was, it was just so, it, it was, it was so dependent on the role in mm -hmm. within acting. So, oh, you're too skinny or you're too fat. You're too brunette. You're too blonde. You're too, um, your voice is too high. Your voice is too low. <laughs> and at a certain point, yeah, the nose hurt in the beginning, but then to a certain point, you're like, 
oh, it's just, I'm just not the right fit for that. And I'm me. And, um, and I think that kind of helped my, my confidence, especially just getting to know myself and kind of other people because you're studying characters who, you know, exist out there in the world usually. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just allowed me to understand other people, understand myself. And then from that, when I quit acting and I was like, wow, now I just get to be me. Like I just get to be Alyssa and I don't really care if, you know, (laughs) people are going to judge me or not. And mind you, I do still have my days for sure. But I think we um, all, we all do have our days. For sure. Especially now. I feel like it's been a while and I'm like, okay, I got to get back to that point I used to be at. But um, no, yeah, I think that that's what helped me and my confidence. And yeah, I think it's so important. That that perspective shift of, uh, you know, you don't get the job maybe because you're not the right fit or your voice is too low, your voice too high. That perspective shift of, oh, it's maybe it wasn't meant for me. Like, let's move on to the next thing a lot of people get caught up in that internal conversation Mm -hmm. of the woe is me. What is it about me? What am I doing wrong? And it's like Mm -hmm. this repeated uh, voice that's in our mind that ultimately will just stop you from moving forward. But to have that perspective shift of going, it's not me. It just wasn't the right fit. It just allows you to move on, you know, so much more quickly. And you mentioned the, the self love uh, aspect, which is like, I would say that was probably one of the biggest things that I focused on last year was like really dialing in on what, what makes me feel my best self. Mm -hmm. And it has had a ripple effect into how I show up into the world, how I show up to these podcasts, how I show up to the community around me. It's so important. What are some of those self-love practices look like for you? Yeah. um, Oh, there's so many. I have I would get an A in self, uh, self love activities. Oh, I like this. I like this. Um, (laughs) yeah, I feel like I just continue to kind of, um, add these certain tools to my toolbox as life Mm. goes on. And so my, I was just telling, um, you know, Tiana, our friend Tiana, Yes, yes, yes. she was like, go through your morning routine with me. And I was like, girl, do you have like an hour? Cause it's long. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like really helped me. Um, it's really helped me and, and give myself that, that love and time and attention and care that we need in this, you know, crazy world. So, um, I definitely have slowed down a little bit, um, mm. which I think is, an act of self-love because I was always just what's next, what's next, like go, go, go. I think quarantine really, really helped me with that. Um, Mm. And so, you know, like having a morning routine, I never used to do that. I used to just get up and go and like taking the time for myself in the morning, um, writing down my thoughts and my goals for the day and just maybe some feelings and emotions. I say, when I say meditate, I, I'm not one to sit for 30 minutes and go into like a whole trance. I cannot wait to get there and I will get there, Mm -hmm. but it's like five minutes. And sometimes it's closing my eyes and taking three deep breaths and then that's it. And Mm. like, sometimes it's like, that's all my body wants to do because I'm excited to start the day. But even just those little moments like make such a difference. 
Yeah. yeah I, I would even say that meditation became a big part of my life in like the last five years. But I would even argue because I think when people hear meditation, they assume I must sit, I must cross mm -hmm. my legs, I must breathe. Yeah. And, and uh, that's meditating. But I think really the practice of meditation is just about being aware mm -hmm. of what are the thoughts that are going on in your mind? What are those emotions? And so mm -hmm. if you're able to just acknowledge them, even mm -hmm. I would argue the journaling aspect of you writing out how you're feeling in this moment is in of itself part is almost a meditation and that can then set you up to going oh i'm i'm feeling anxious today well why am i feeling anxious and being exactly. able to stem it to the root and then adjust you know kind of the day ahead based on why you're feeling that way exactly i mean it's it's mindfulness and yes. mindfulness allows you to connect to yourself and that's an act of of self-love i feel like a lot of people who you know obviously don't take the time to be mindful or just have this big disconnect from their self and they might not be able to understand their emotions. And that's kind of when things can get anxious and stressful and chaotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That hamster wheel, the, the, the also you mentioned the slowing down is so important. I, I like to look at it as like recharging the batteries. You need to take mm -hmm. the time to recharge yourself to, you know, you're, we all are these 100% batteries when we wake up, but at some point you have to slow down and actually give yourself that time to mm -hmm. feel feel good and, and come back to the next day, you know, refreshed. Um, there was there was a point in your career, which I think is really, it, now when I bring it up, you're going to be like, think I'm sure it's going to trigger like an emotion of like probably you trying to navigate getting to where you are today, but <laughs> That's okay. there, was a, there was a point in your career where you were known as like a travel couple, right? This was with yeah. your ex. Yeah. And you two had split. And I think this was kind of like a moment that I think a lot of people go through where they're on one path and it's they're all they know. And now all of a sudden it's like, I need to switch. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do. But you took time to really take inventory on what you're good at and what fueled your soul. Mm. How did, and it kind of goes right off of just like talking about slowing down. How did taking the time to slow down and think this through help you kind of get to where you are today? Because I think that was a, a pivotal moment where you could have gone a lot of different ways. And I think you probably did a really good job to be honest with yourself of what mattered and what you wanted to do. Well, thank you um, for that. I, yeah, that was, that was definitely a time. Wow. And um, yeah, I mean, I never, I never actually, and I'm so grateful for the, obviously the travel experience and kind of title I once had. Um, but I really just fell into that. You know, I did, I was never a photographer or a videographer. Um, I just was able to meet extremely talented people within that space and, um, wanted to take a break from acting because it was so, you know, consecutive days of acting. And I was just like, mm. okay, I need to take a break. And I got to go travel and create content. And it was amazing. Um, but yeah, when, when it almost became this, this label for me that like, I really didn't feel like I, um, almost was, what's the word, like a very good candidate for that, if that makes mm. sense. Um, and so when my ex and I broke up, I've always been like an extremely passionate person about the things that I like. Like when something makes me feel good or moves me, or I just, you know, really like that lip gloss, like whatever it is, <laughs> whatever, you know, state, I'm like very vocal about it and I want everyone to try it. And I'm always like 
bringing over my favorite foods or my favorite snacks or my my favorite supplements or like whatever for other people to try because I'm like and I like want to see their reaction and you know what I mean <laughs> so I had always had this um very big passion for wellness especially and just like sharing the things that I love so when you know my relationship ended I I just organically like you know, had this platform and I just started sharing more of like everyday things that I loved. Mm. And I was going through a very intense breakup too. So in that time I was getting very passionate about self love and self care because uh-huh. your girl was just doing anything. She, she was could. on one. She had to oh, figure, yeah. figure some things out. Exactly. So mine, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. It, it all happened that way because then my audience started responding to like, Oh, I want to look at Alyssa, not for like what unrealistic hotel in, you know, India she's at. (laughs) I want to like look at what coffee she's drinking. And it just kind of, that's kind of how it all fell into place. Yeah. It's it's so good. I think that's, that's a true uh, example of like, you want to have an authentic con- like connection with the people that were engaging with your content because of course like it is cool to live through people's lives and perspective of traveling and mm-hmm. flying private jets and having nice cars and mm-hmm. and i think when you were probably really starting to get traction uh, and building attention i think that was like what instagram is all about but even now it's really cool to see in 2022 like the rawness of like tiktok content and how like the best type of content is shot on your iPhone. And it's, I mean, granted, these are literally like moving cameras now, but uh, it's so, it's so much more about the raw and like Mm -hmm. the realness. And that's the stuff that really stands out Mm -hmm. when you, um, when you were first getting all this attention, right? This, I don't know how quickly it came after the closer music video came out, but did you feel like a lot of pressure on you? Because I think that can be overwhelming when all of a sudden there's a lot of eyeballs on you and you're probably getting hit up with all these different offers and brand opportunities. But was that overwhelming in the the time that it was happening? To be honest? Um, no, not Mm. really. I don't know if I'm just like, okay with that. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if I like the attention. Um, but no, I, I got really excited from all Mm. of it. And some of it was like, not like when, uh, when the fire festival documentary came out and there was a lot of publicity on that, it was a very negative, like very negative, like, you know, people, people, whatever are going to say what they're going to say. And, um, it honestly just didn't affect me. Like, Mm. I don't know if that's the acting background or what, I was going to say, I feel like that's got to be something about the acting where you were already, I mean, how you were, how young when you started acting 14, younger than that? Yeah. Around then. Yeah. So you were, you were already building this, like almost like this internal shield for right. Like you were ready for that type of, Mm. that's what you were building. At least you were walking towards that type of life where like, you're going to be in front of camera. You're going to have people talking about you. So that actually would make sense to me that it wouldn't affect you as, as maybe if it was a normal person that uh, had that happen to them. Yeah. And, and I also think too, like I was never like, when I first moved to LA, I was the the very first people I was introduced to in the social media world were, were very, very 
different people than I had ever experienced or very different from myself included. Um, it was a lot of the people who came from the vine background, Mm. um, doing the vine and the comedic kind of, um, little skits and they're very, very big personalities, always, um, trying to figure out how to grow numbers and like how to go viral. That was Mm. always because they had, I don't blame them. They had experienced going insanely viral millions of dollars, probably (laughs) like, you know, like the ultimate, um, success within the social media world. And, I lived in the same building as all of them. So I was always around them, but I, I never could really connect to the side of like, Oh, I want to collab with their, this person to go viral. It just, it did not seem authentic to me. It, it was authentic to them. It fit all of their personalities. But for me, I was just like, I, I just, I, I that doesn't feel right for me. Um, and so I really never went down that path and I could have, and, but it wouldn't have been real and authentic to me. So when the audience I built just kind of continuously naturally started to happen and mind you, you know, I didn't get 10 million followers or anything, but just like kind of a, a good audience and community, um, it would just excited me. Like I was yeah. just grateful, you know, so, so much props to you for having that, um, ability in the moment to recognize, like if it wasn't authentic to you, it mm-hmm. wasn't probably the right approach because I think there's a lot of people in this world would, would do mm-hmm. things that aren't authentic to them because they think in short term, like it's going to make me a lot of money. It's going to get me a lot mm-hmm. more eyeballs on the thing I'm trying to do. But I think in the long term, you would then look back going, I shouldn't have done that because now I'm known for that one vine that popped off and I'm doing a prank and I don't want to be known as the prank girl, you know? So I think yeah. you had that, like to be able to kind of think bigger picture mm-hmm. allowed you to just make better small decisions in real time, which I think has allowed you to obviously grow into like the Alyssa Lynch brand is like a, it's, it, it means something, you know, like it's not just mm-hmm. uh, um, somebody that's just has a large audience online. It's there's, certain things that people know when they come across you or something that you're promoting, Mm -hmm. they know exactly what they're getting versus like, this is just some random person that I came across on Instagram and has a lot of people following them. Right. Right. Mind you, I do, I do feel like sometimes I could sound like a walking advertisement and that I'm just doing advertisement after advertisement. But like, if you know me in real life, Mm. I am like that. Yeah. And I'm not like giving swipe up codes and like <laughs> making money from it while I'm walking around. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you have to try this. You have to try this. If I ever go to like a family's house or whatever, I'm bringing my favorite drinks, my favorite, <laughs> like everything. Yeah. So it's just kind of the way I am. Well, that's why, that's why I love the podcast medium because I think it, it's so raw and real that people can get a real sense of who somebody is just by listening to them. Like I, I, when I was prepping for this podcast and I told you, I listened to a couple other podcasts that you were on, I could tell, like, I wasn't just seeing somebody on Instagram, like portraying the wealth or like, Mm -hmm. you know, health and wellness and like, uh, good, you know, good food for your body. Like you could hear it in your voice of how authentic you were. So I hope that people that, you know, really follow you for whatever reason it is that they come across this podcast or other podcasts that you've been on. I think, I think they'll really hear who Alyssa is versus obviously, uh, content. It's very short. It's very quick post videos, but in the long form, I think people can really get a gauge mm-hmm. for how authentic somebody really is. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's why I'm like, I love going on um, podcasts and doing something like this because, yeah, it's definitely a little more personable. Yeah, you, uh, you've dr- one thing that I think we've had in common. I think you had me be. I think in first grade you started dreaming about living in LA. I think I was in fifth grade when Were I started. You? Yeah, it was it was I real early that. on, but I knew I knew LA was the place that I wanted to be. Um, there was a quote that I I had came across. It must have been from a couple months ago on your Instagram. It said, "I dreamt hard to make this move, this place, this life, my reality, and every day I wake up so grateful that I never gave up." You've, like I said, you've wanted to live here since you were that young, first grade. But what do you think it takes to manifest these dreams into your reality? Because there clearly were some hurdles and like risks you had to take with like moving to LA and going for it. But how? What do you think some of these like skills or uh, decisions that you've had to make that have allowed you to step in and make this your actual reality? I think first is blocking out the doubt and fear of other people because. Mm-hmm. It's not yours and you don't have to take it on. And like my family is the biggest supporter ever and I love them, but absolutely. They told me for the first, you know, for forever. Well, what's your plan B? Mm. Well, what's your plan B? And I was like, guys, I don't even know what that means. I'm not doing that. Um, Plan A for Alyssa. Plan A for Alyssa. Plan A only. And I think it all just comes down to like self-belief really. And like if other people can do it, why wouldn't you be able to do it? You know, and you can do it. And I just continuously kind of said that over and over to myself. Um, And I, I, yeah, I think it's really just comes down to, to full on self-belief. I journaled every single morning since I could write. Like Mm. I really did. I mean, mind you, maybe cut out a few times if I was like traveling or whatever, but every single day I would journal and I would just say like, California, I'm moving there. Mm. Like, can't wait. Um, Mm. I'd watch the OC and I'd play that, that, um, intro, the California song over and over again. And I'd be (laughs) like, can't wait for the day I move there. Um, And yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I would just say blocking out other people's fear, doubts, comments, it just doesn't matter. And even fast forward today, you still feel like you have to do that, obviously. I feel like even even myself, where I look at where I'm at now and where I was a couple of years ago, I would dream to be where I'm at, but now there's still even that internal, internal voice that will sometimes question, do I have the ability to actually do these things? But there's that like repetitiveness of, I would say it's like becoming your biggest hype man or your biggest hype woman of having to, you know, pep yourself up and be like, I can do this. I can manifest these things. I don't mm-hmm. need to believe in what other people are saying about me, but as long as I stick to this path, uh, I'll eventually figure it out. 1000%. Sometimes I wish that I could just, I, sometimes I tell myself, I'm like, you need to take advice from your eight year old self. Like mm-hmm. well, you would have never doubted and feared this when you were eight. So why are you doing it at 26? Like, come mm-hmm. on, get it together. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. When we're kids, we, there is no, there's nothing there. We don't worry. We just go towards what we're interested in. But as yep. we get older, it's like, yeah, these beliefs, these opinions, these, the environments that we're raised in that transforms the way we think, the way we move, the way we feel. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when you're thinking back as kids, it definitely doesn't, doesn't impact mm-hmm. us like that at all. 
Those were the times. Those were the times. Quick break from today's episode, and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by the greatest matcha brand in the world, Tenzo Tea. I started drinking Tenzo on the daily basis, daily, ladies and gentlemen, at the top of 2021, and it has been an absolute game changer in my life. I am a caffeine addict. I love my coffee, but this has been a game changer in the sense that it gives you sustained energy throughout the day without the crash. So I will start my day off with uh, three scoops of this stuff, which is a lot of caffeine. Maybe you don't want that much. And then I'll do three scoops in the afternoon. So twice a day, this keeps me moving and grooving throughout my day and has been a game changer. This podcast is all about us helping us reach our inner potential. And I'm telling you right now, Tenzo T is by far helping me do that by making sure that I feel my best and I have the energy to do a lot of things within a given day. Uh, 64% of American adults uh, claim that they crash from coffee every day and they pay the price as well with dehydration, jitters, anxiety, headaches, you name it. Switching out the morning coffee for matcha helps us stay level-headed, focused, and avoids the coffee crash. Tenzo Matcha contains natural caffeine and L-theanine that keeps you energized and feels like a Zen monk. I want to be a Zen monk. Don't you want to be a Zen monk? The product tastes great, and you just add water, and it makes also a delicious uh, latte, which is what I do. I add almond milk, a little bit of water, bam, 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 and it tastes oh so lovely. If you want to try some Tenzo tea, Tenzo today, head over to tenzot.co. Once again, that's tenzot.co. Use my promo code, thebeardedman, all one word. That is going to get you 25% off anything that you order. So head over to tenzot.co. Use my promo code, thebeardedman. It'll be linked in the description below. That'll get you 25% off. I'm telling you right now, give it a try. I think the lattes are fire and it really keeps me moving and grooving throughout my day. So help feel your best self. Stay energized so you can reach your inner potential with Tenzo T. Use promo code TheBeardedMan. Back to today's episode. One of the podcasts I did come across to Iran was the Dreamer. Uh, the Dreamer Big Podcast came out in November of 21, so not that long ago. You yeah. said, be willing to always evolve because it's most it's the most important thing in this world, which I completely agree. Yeah. How has being open-minded to evolving benefited mm-hmm. you? I it's a daily practice. So I got to take my own advice because sometimes it's hard, especially like in this world with social media, Mm. we got to evolve, got to learn from the younger generations, Mm got to get rid of that freaking ego because (laughs) it's not going to last long on here, you know, or making this your reality. Um, And yeah, not only like in the social media space too, but just like as a person, um, Mm obviously always working on evolving. And like I said, letting my ego go, um, realizing that the world is evolving so fast. So I need to do that myself and be open-minded to change and growth. And um, yeah, I mean, for example, I'm not always good at evolving because I literally am just getting into TikTok two Mm -hmm. years later than everybody else. During quarantine, I was like, I am not (laughs) doing a dance. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Mind you, I still don't dance. But but now I'm making videos and I'm like, yep, should have let my ego go. You know what I mean? But we all do that though. We all Mm -hmm. resist change because- comfort is comfortable. And especially when we get our, our rhythms and our routines, it's like, 
perfect. You know what you're supposed to be doing and when you build into that routine. And then at some point it no longer serves you or it's not working. And then you have to make these adjustments. But I was guilty of it too, where I was resisting TikTok until three months ago. I said, screw it. Cause JT Barnett is pounding in my head that you need to be on TikTok. Same. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to listen to this guy. And then I had one video hit like 4 million and it was like, yes. light bulb. it was like, Oh, I should be doing this. Like this yes. is, this is, this is where the world is going. Gary V always, when I was getting to social media back in like 2016, 2017, he was always pushing like, you cannot control where the attention is. You have mm -hmm. to go to where it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, whether obviously it's TikTok, it's, uh, it's just keeping that like open-mindedness of like, if that's where the attention is going, go there. And then also into, I think in every other bucket of your life where not being fearful of change and not being fearful of the unknown, because a mm -hmm. lot of times there's a lot of growth that comes from it. Absolutely. It's letting go of control too mm. is a huge, huge thing. And that's something I am not the best at. I want to, yeah. Tell me more. So the funny thing you're saying that going into this year, the two words that I'm living by is let go. I want to let go of expectations. I want to let go of narratives. Mm -hmm. I want to let go of situations that are outside of my control. And even right before we jumped in this podcast, we were talking about the top, you know, how the new year has been this far. And I have, I feel like the world was listening where I told myself I'm going to live by let go. And I have had a handful more, more than I would anticipated of moments where I was like, what did you tell yourself? Just let go. So what, what do those words mean to you? Same. Um, <laughs> everything, everything, <laughs> the people, you know, I feel like you are so, when you strive to be a certain way or have growth in a certain way, you admire certain people who embody mm. that. Mm -hmm. And so I caught myself like just admiring people who are so in this like flow state mm. of like, you know, not necessarily like that they don't have a to-do schedule. Cause I do think that, that's important. You can't just be like, I don't know what I'm doing today yeah. type of thing. But <laughs> totally. in some situations, just being like, I'm down. I'm down to go there. I'm down to do that. Like, oh, whatever. Or like if the day didn't work out the way that they had planned, it's like, oh, let's just go do this instead. <laughs> let's, um, we'll pick up tomorrow. We'll pick up where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm pulling my hair. Like, why isn't seriously? this Oh, when like... I'm like, you know, writing down 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. And then I'm like, wait, this person's just canceling on me. Like, what? what they, they're just going to cancel on me. Yeah. Um, and and that, that was a big kind of eye-opening experience for me to be like, oh, you're, you're very um, drawn to that because you need more of that energy in your life. You got to let go more. You got to... Um, be more present, not live in the mm. past, not live in the future. And just there's been times in my life where I've really been in that state. And I just feel like if you're like, if you're in that state, but also mindful, mm. I feel like that is just the best place to be. And it just allows everything to kind of manifest the way it's supposed to. I completely agree. I feel like it allows you to step into your power because you're yeah. not 
there's so many things outside of our control in the day and a day-to-day basis in our career and our lives. But when you can get into that flow and the one person that really comes to mind that I've seen transform a lot in the last year is Mike Posner. I don't know if you're a fan <laughs> of his music, but I, I, I can, I can send you one of his, he was on a ritual podcast a couple months ago and <laughs> he is just in alignment. He is so just like calm, cool, knows what he wants in this world, but he's so unfazed by, you know, if somebody canceled on him or if things didn't go the way he hoped it would go. And I I think that a lot of that has come from a lot of internal work, a lot of hurdles that he's had overcome, a lot of stillness, a lot of solitude. Um, You know, he like walked across America by himself. He's climbed Everest. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about him. I'm going to send you this podcast after. It's really good, but there's just, there are these certain people and I see a lot of it, especially having lived in Venice for over a year now where they are, they're just so not phased by things that are outside of their, like they are a bubble. Their little world is just them and everything else that's happening around them. Just like, no problem. Just. It's also being in that state. You don't take anything personally. Boom. That's it. And I, I think that that is so important and I've, I'm so grateful that I have manifested so many people in my life who who embody that because I am such a people pleaser. Mm. Um, I really am. And it's something that I'm always working on. Um, but letting people down is a huge, huge, like, fear of mine and it really takes a toll so like for example having friends where you're like hey I'm really not feeling good today can we reschedule or can I just not do this and when you have people in your life who just oh of course you do you like they're not taking anything personally especially because you know if someone's canceling on you because like they you know, have a better, like a better plan, doing something else, better option. But when you re when you really know that someone's just doing it because like they don't feel well, like you to not, not taking it personally and having those people in my life who are just like, you do you, you do you like, it just takes like this weight off my shoulders. And it's Mm. just, it's the best way to be and the best people to have in your life. Yeah. And that's, that's a product of you surrounding yourself with these right people where everyone is very mindful. Everyone gets it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to f- like, if I had a friend of mine say, text me saying, yo, I'm not feeling good. I wouldn't even flinch because I know the, op- I've been on the opposite end where like, Hey, I can't make it. I just need my own time mm-hmm. for tonight or this weekend. And the people that get it are, are those people that are like, you've attracted those people into your life where you have other people that might question you, take it offensively. And it's just, then it's, then you kind of question like, is this person supposed to be in my life or do they just not get it? But yep. I think that's, and that's something I want to talk about, talk to you about today is um, I, I see, and I know the people you've surrounded yourself with. And, and a big quote that I, I love and live by is uh, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think that is so crucial and so true. And I, and I made a very, um, when I moved to LA four years ago, I told myself like, you're only going to allow people into your life that have a positive impact. Not that I can get something out of them, not that I can benefit from them, but just like they inspire me in some way, shape or form or they bring good energy. But that's something that you've done a really good job of where you are surrounded by these high level, passionate people. 
how how has that had a ripple effect on your mood, your own like confidence, your visions for who you want to become and what you want to do? How how has that impacted you? Yeah, I mean, so so much. I definitely fuel off of the people around me. Um, I know a lot of people can kind of get energy and motivation, especially in a work environment from just being on their own and like whatever kind of um, inspiration they have around them. But for me, it's like collaborative. I like Mm. work the best collaboratively. I deal with emotions sometimes the best with like the one person I can trust and vent to and like hear advice from. And, and so the five people I'm around the most, it's very important that, um, that they understand that and motivate me and I admire them and I can trust them with my emotions and with my, my getting work advice and like all of these things. And so I do feel like, you know, it definitely took time and Mm -hmm. I've met, I've had amazing, amazing friendships, even that aren't as strong today throughout this time of living in Los Angeles. Um, But it was all a part of like my journey to get to this this place I'm in now with the people I have around me on a day-to-day basis that like are are my chosen family. You know what I mean? Mm And um, even if, there is a couple people who don't do at all the same thing that I do with work, but like, I, I think it's just like having that trust and that admiration. I think that's like two of the most important things. Yeah. It take it. I will echo. It definitely takes time. Like I feel like the first three years I lived in LA, it was really just a place I worked and I didn't really have that sense of community. It wasn't until last year once again, moving to Venice where a lot of like, I think I felt like a lot of relationship seeds that I planted over the years finally came to fruition. But where were you ta- before? I spent two years out in the Valley. I was north of Burbank. And yeah. then I was next door to El Segundo in Hawthorne for a year before moving to Venice. I always knew I was supposed to be in Venice to just other external things are happening in my life. But it never made sense to finally make the move. And then when the pandemic hit and we were all working remote, I was just like, all right, I should just be in Venice. So it, I mean, twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty one was the greatest year of my life in a lot in every single bucket. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the putting myself in the environment for all these uh, friendships to finally come to fruition. It was just beautiful. You're in uh, Playa, right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm just as Playa. beautiful there. Just the West Side in general. I mean, yeah. I moved to in twenty nineteen, which was my favorite year to this. It day. was. It was 2019. Favorite year ever. (laughs) I'm like, what will beat it? I'm waiting. I'm like 2022. (laughs) I don't know, but I hope so. Um, But yeah, the West side, there's, there's just something about, even if you can't see the water about like being Mm. over here and feeling it like, yeah, you know, if you just go a couple miles this way or drive 10 minutes, you're going to hit this, beautiful ocean and i feel like mm-hmm. it's comforting knowing that when you go to the beach it's like this stillness it's this place of just like beauty and there's mm-hmm. really nobody else around you like there's so much room at the beach too whereas when i was living in these other parts of la it's just madness any direction you yeah. go there's just like a lot going on and 
I mean, I respect yeah. people that live in WeHo and in downtown LA and Silver Lake and all the other amazing parts of of, of LA, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, if I'm going to be in the city, I, I got to be somewhere near the water and just having access to it when I need it. It's just so peaceful and so calming. And I think that it ripples on the effect of the people that live nearby it too. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm so grateful. All the five people that are closest to me in my life all live five minutes away. So good. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. What are, um, what are some important boundaries you've built in your life that really mm-hmm. help you? Um, saying no. Mm. And I think that, um, Actually, not even necessarily saying no, but not saying yes right away. I've learned that, um, and mind you, I'm not always good at this. I get really excited and I say yes. And then the next day I regret it. And um, especially after a coffee. Oh, I'm so, that's like, wh- so that's when people should hit up Alyssa is like, I don't know, 11 a.m. when you've had your caffeine oh to start my gosh. firing I'll off opportunities. literally make your whole business plan and make like five meetings with you. And then the next day I'm like, why did I do that? Um, so I've realized this about myself and I think like, I'll say, let me get back to you. And then the next day I'm like, okay, if this job, if this trip, if this meeting, whatever still feels right, then yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always like to check in with myself and make sure that I'm not just, yeah, um, making commitments right off the bat. I think that that is a good boundary to set and to just communicate it like, Hey, I got to look over a few things and I'll let you know tomorrow. Um, and sometimes it's too saying no, like I, I am an introvert in the sense of like, I'm very, um, I'm very confident with being social and I am outgoing in ways, but I recharge by myself and Mm -hmm. like, I need time by myself. And so (laughs) I think that like, I always know not to overdo it. Some people and, and a lot of my friends can just go, like if we go on a work trip together, like they can just like go to breakfast and go to dinner and go to all the things in the day every single day. And I'm like, Oh, I need to space it out. Like I need Mm -hmm. a night by myself. I need to go on a walk in the morning by myself. Um, And so just being vocal with it. And honestly, for so long, I had kind of shame behind it or like being the grandma of the group and going home instead of staying out and all of this. And it wasn't until I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to own it. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I just, I own it now. And people really respect it when you just own it. Yeah, it's that's the self-awareness is so, so important and knowing mm-hmm. like if it works for you, that's all that matters. And regardless mm-hmm. of what people say, and regardless of like if it interrupts scheduling and programming, like you have to prioritize yourself before anyone else because if you don't, nobody else is gonna look out for after you know, look after you. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm the biggest, biggest supporter of that because it just allows you to step into your own highest level of yourself because if you're just going and you're saying yes to all these things and you're mm-hmm. out and about with too many people you don't have that time to slow down and get your own time it's eventually going to catch up to you and you're like what is happening i shouldn't have said yes to all these things and now my mind is going crazy 
Amen. Yep. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not, not a fun place to be. Um, the people pleaser you said earlier, that was Mm -hmm. something along the lines I had heard on, on another podcast you're on, uh, the blonde files podcast. You talked about, um, and this isn't necessarily people pleasing, but it goes along the lines of having impact on people. But you said how we don't remember how people look. We remember how they make us feel. And I forgot the context of the conversation, but I, I thought that was a really interesting uh, comment. And I'm curious, how how do you hope to impact the people around you and also people that might be following along with you across social media? Well, first off, that was Becca Tilly uh, oh, from The this. Bachelor's quote. And ah, okay, okay. we have posted it to her stories. And I think oh, you're like right. That's what it was. thousands and thousands of people had screenshotted it and reposted it because it was so good. She goes, like, something hit me the other day. Um, not one person has profoundly impacted my life because of the way they looked. It was because of something that they said or the way that they made me feel. Mm. And I was just like, you're so right. Like we can look at all of the most beautiful exterior people and just be like, wow, they're beautiful. Wow. They're beautiful. Wow. They're beautiful. But like when your heart feels impacted from something, that's not by the way somebody looks. Mm. And, um, it's hard to differentiate kind of your place in the social media world when a lot of it is photos and videos and that can, you know, have to do with looks a lot. Um, and that's fine. You know, (laughs) it's fine to like look good and showcase that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but is that like fulfilling to my soul? Absolutely not. Even just, I mean, to like watching other people's content of them looking good. Like, it's that's totally fine but like yeah it doesn't like fuel my soul so i think like i always wanted to um that's why like the wellness route definitely um is something i'm like most passionate about is just because i think you know i've been through some ups and downs in my life and i'm like I said, I'm very passionate about sharing what I love. And during those times, um, I found tools to add to my toolbox that like Mm. made me feel good or helped me heal or helped me connect with myself. And so as I started to share those things, especially ones that took some courage and um, I needed to be quite vulnerable with Mm. the response from it was the most rewarding thing and not in the sense of getting attention like rewarding in the sense of someone saying like that that helped them Mm. um really really beautiful messages and like i can say the same for some other people's content that like through times have really really helped me and i was like wow if a I'm giving somebody else half the feeling that I'm getting from this person by them sharing what makes them feel good. Then this is so fulfilling. This is amazing. Mm. Um, yeah. It's interesting how that works though, because I've had personal experience. I had my own experience where the episodes more specifically, the solo ones versus the guest, the guest ones very much. We just go into a lot of different topics, but the solo ones really allow me to like, 
dive into some real, a lot of it's mm-hmm. like productivity, health and wellness, dating, all this stuff. But there have been a handful of like really personal topics where I felt like I had to say something about it. And it was like, I'm doing myself a disservice as a podcaster, mm-hmm. as a creator, if I don't like step up to the plate when I see this opportunity. And the episodes that I've, I've had those moments where I'm like, about to publish it and I'm like, am I really about to send it right now? Like, this is really going to like fucking rock some people if they hear this episode. And I'm just like, send it. Like, you got nothing to lose, everything to gain. And the ones that I have had the most, not resistance to post, but those like, we're about to do this, yeah. have been the episodes that I've gotten the most direct feedback from. And it's completely, it completely changed my my view on being a creator and what do people not creating content because people want not creating content because I know people need to hear it, but creating content that I know makes me uncomfortable to do, but then comforting when I finally release it, it's like letting it out of my body. Because vulnerability is so healing to yourself, to other people, people crave it because they're afraid of it. So hearing somebody else be vulnerable almost gives you the, you know, invitation to permission to be vulnerable yourself. Yeah. Thank you. What, what's, uh, you don't have to go into the detail, but is there one thing that kind of comes to mind when you think about something you've been vulnerable, vulnerable with via social media that you've seen a lot of, uh, positive ripple effects from? Yeah, definitely. I, a few things, I think, uh, going through heartbreak and, Mm kind of being sharing a little bit of that experience and like um, being okay to be alone. Um, I struggled with an eating disorder and I think sharing a little bit about that and body dysmorphia and body image and perfectionism and imposter syndrome, all of that. I think so many young girls and guys struggle with that. So Speaking of vulnerabilities, uh, what have been some of the things that you have shared for your social media that you have seen have a ripple effect on the people that have came across what you were talking about or you know sharing, and how has it impacted you? Yeah, you know, I think there's something so healing about being open and honest about the struggles you're going through when you're going through them versus just sharing the story of you know, how you became healed, if mm. that makes sense. Yes. Um, so when I was going through heartbreak, when I was going through struggles with eating and food and body image and body dysmorphia and imposter syndrome, I was not from the get-go, but after kind of, you know, analyzing where it comes from, where it stems from and doing some self-work, um, I I did share those struggles and the connection I made with people, the advice I got from other people, the responses, positive responses, um, and love I felt was so, so fulfilling, worth every ounce of uncomfortability Mm -hmm. that came over me when sharing those. And, um, uh, it left me to be like, you know what, I'm, I want to continue doing this, you know, yeah. as things come up in life, which they will. Yeah. I think the one thing that I, 
uh, and this morning I was working on a podcast, one of these, one of those vulnerable podcasts where I'm talking about uh, overcoming traumas. The one thing that's so clear to me is that like, we're all human. We all have these emotions and whether we want to <clears throat> acknowledge them and, and publicly talk about them is totally on us. But it's just knowing that whatever you're going through, somebody has been through it before. And you might not directly know somebody, but just knowing that like, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be heartbroken from heartbreak or to go through what I can only imagine you would have mentally gone through and physically gone through dealing with, uh, you know, anything within food and like not wanting to mm -hmm. eat. And so yeah. it's get, it's like being compassionate with yourself to know that like whatever it is you are going through in this moment in time, mm -hmm. people have gone through it. You're not like the oddball out of the group and mm -hmm. just telling, telling a friend, telling a family member, telling a loved one, whatever it is that you're feeling can just feel like the weight of the world is just taken off from your shoulders. And then it allows you to start making progress towards, you know, a better version of you. Exactly. It gives permission to yourself and to other people to be able to just struggle and yes. hurt and feel, and then also know that like you're not alone in this and it's going to get better. You know, yeah. like it gives off that message. And I think that that, there's just never enough of that in this world. Yeah. There is mm -hmm. beauty in the struggle. In the moment, it feels mm -hmm. like the worst thing. And it yeah. feels like nothing will ever get, that nothing will come from it. But in time, there's always something that you can learn from it. And I think I've learned throughout all of that is I've really shifted my mentality. And I, I catch myself whenever I'm, you know, feel like a victim or I'm playing the victim. I just switch it right away and I'm like, mm -mm, we're not playing the victim here. Yeah. This is happening to me for a reason. I don't need to understand it right now. I don't need to welcome it with open arms and be happy about it, but it is happening <laughs> to me for a reason and it will all make sense later. You know? Yeah. Once again, that is the best perspective to have and hearing that it's purely the product of inner work and going mm -hmm. through some of these, these hurdles and then which allows you to have, uh, that type of a perspective. Yeah. Grateful for it. You know? Yes, yes, yes. We're going to get into the final five. So these are the last five questions. Um, each question, try to answer within one sentence. If you got to go a little over, please do. Oh my the floor gosh. Is yours. I hear these things sometimes and people literally just keep rambling and it gives me <laughs> such anxiety. I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please stop? play by the rules? Will you? Seriously, I'm like, no one wants to hear you continue to talk. <laughs> All right, let's see it. Now you're putting the pressure on you. You got one yeah, sentence, seriously. one sentence for okay. each. Then Alyssa's like, whoa, I got to tell you about this. I know. Uh, okay. Question number one, question number one, how can people learn to give themselves permission to follow their interests and ideas? believe in yourself. Mm. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. Number number 2, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point in your life, what would it be and when? I would be 22 years old and just say let go. Mm, my favorite two words. How, how young are you today? 26? 26. 26. Let go. So good. Question number three. What's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Uh, 
An area of my life I need to put more effort into is... Hmm. Um setting time aside to just be creative mm. in mm-hmm. the sense of like just what like um making sure you have the time allocated so you can just have fun and yeah see what comes be, from it. and being creative in different ways not just for work yeah. like the other day i painted i painted since i was 10 you know wow yeah that, that probably had you feeling some type of way emotionally mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really That's nice. Good. Create yeah. more time. Create more time to create. Literally. Exactly. Um, fourth question for you: yeah. What's the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? The first step to reaching your inner potential: writing down things you want to manifest in your life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Getting clear. Getting clear. It's mm-hmm. great. Fifth and final question. Somebody's listened to the last hour of this podcast. What is one challenge you have for the listeners today after they wrap up listening to this episode? Say that once more. If if uh, somebody's finishing listening to this episode, yeah. what is one challenge you have for them after they mm-hmm. finish listening to this episode? What's something actionable you challenge them to do today? Hmm. I challenge you to... I would say, ooh, I have a good one. Write down um, on little sticky notes or anything, really, like things that you feel like are weighing on you or just not doing you of good service, um, whether that's like a feeling or a thing or a person, whatever it is, and burn it. It's very therapeutic. <laughs> it's very therapeutic, you know, yeah. and it's a metaphor for just letting go of yes. shit that doesn't serve you, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everyone get your notepad out, start writing shit down, start burning. Just make sure you're not doing inside your house. And yeah, actually be careful. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want lawsuits coming in because you guys took no. this too seriously and burn your house down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's good. I, I'm a big fan of that. I, I love that idea of like writing it out, seeing it, visualizing it burning it, getting rid of it out of your life. It's so, so good. Uh, Alyssa, this has been a fantastic conversation. I knew it was going to be great. Uh, I'm a big fan of you. I I think it's so clear you are. And I know even myself, I get caught up in my day to day. I'm like, I got to do this. I got to go here. This is the next thing. I'm not doing a good enough work on this aspect of my life. But from the outside looking at, I think you've done a fantastic job of listening to yourself and what you want, you've wanted to do. You've manifested the life that you're living today. Uh, I think the energy you're putting out there to the world is benefiting people and helping people in many different aspects of their lives. And uh, I think the vulnerability, kind of the last stuff that we were talking on, I think is so important. And uh, to have somebody like yourself who has built quite a bit of an audience, but to preach that to people and showcase like some of the struggles you've gone through and some of the hurdles you've had to overcome, I think just gives people the permission to step into those those uncomfortable conversations or to finally step up and do the thing they've always wanted to do. So uh, I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate taking the time and uh, I'm curious to see what uh, what people take away from the episode. And hopefully you guys and gals don't burn any houses down. Please no, don't do seriously. that. No, seriously. No burning, no fires. No fires. Thank no you. Fires Thank allowed. you so much. I could say all the same things about you. So I'm really, really grateful I got to be here today. Well, thank you. This is this is a great, great episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode today, I have a favor to ask from you. Please 
Screenshot this episode on whatever platform you're listening in on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, you name it. Screenshot this episode, post it to your IG story, tag Alyssa. She's at Alyssa Lynch, A-L-Y-S-S-A-L-Y-N-C-H. Tag me at Bob A. That's B-O, three Bs, four A's and a Y. Share the podcast on your IG story. Let me know what was the biggest takeaway. What was something about this episode that changed your perspective? We dove into a lot of different topics. Uh, please, please, please let us know what did you learn from this episode. I'd be super curious to know. As well as linked up below, I will have Alyssa's IG, TikTok, YouTube, and then her website, AlyssaPageLynch.com, where you can find out some more info on her. Is there anywhere else I should be sending people after the episode? Nope. You hit all the spots. That's it. Alyssa Lynch, Amazing. thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya.